Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director of the Theater, and this is Season 2, Episode 1, for our production of The Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine. This is a bonus production, not part of the regular season. However, it is the first show of our 2020-2021 fiscal year. And much more importantly, it is the first live in-person show we have been able to produce since the COVID-19 pandemic shut down basically the entire entertainment industry. We'll talk a little bit more about our thought process with staging this show in Act 2 of this episode. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but there is no extra guest on this episode. You just have to enjoy my soothing baritone. Try not to fall asleep at the wheel while you're driving. And now, Act 1. The Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine, A Son's Elusive Search for His Mother's Happiness. Yeah, that's the complete title of this show. The play is written by husband and wife Sam Bobrick and Julie Stein. This play is based on the couple's book, Sheldon and Mrs. Levine, An Excruciating Correspondence which sold over 50,000 copies and was published in 1994. That book, in turn, was inspired as a parody of the novel Griffin and Sabine by Nick Bantock, written in 1991, and that book went on to become two trilogies of books, the most recent being published in 2016. That's a lot of books for one play. As for this play, this version was updated and revised by the playwrights in 2007 and featured Sally Struthers and Jeff Marlowe in its California debut. This is the first time Community Players has produced the show. It is a bonus production for whatever ends up being the actual 2020-21 season. The show is directed by Jamie Ulmer. Oh, hey, that's me. The two-person cast includes Rosalie Duffy as Mrs. Doris Levine and Grant Bennett, making his Community Players debut as Sheldon. A little bit about the plot. A 31-year-old runs away from his overbearing mother. The play is a series of letters between them as each searches desperately to make sense of their relationship. We are taken to places like Tibet, Bismarck, North Dakota, Graceland, and Yuma, Arizona, and everywhere in between. The playwright's book, which the play is based on, features letters and postcards laid out almost like a scrapbook. Now that idea inspired the show Scenic Design in that the relatively wide open stage is painted to look like blank pages of a scrapbook. Now, During the show, video projections from the various locations that the characters find themselves in are projected on the back wall. They look like uh, wish you were here postcards and whatnot. Now, if you look along the sides of the set, you will also see various cards and letters written between the characters. These were inspired by the items from the book Sheldon and Mrs. Levine. As the show is told through a series of letters, for most of the show, the actors are writing their correspondence in various notebooks, giving the show a little bit of a reader's theater feel. And if you're familiar with uh, A.R. Gurney's play Love Letters, you'll recognize this storytelling device. Now, also, if you are familiar with Love Letters, you will recognize 
absolutely no resemblance to the heartfelt story of a lifetime romance that plays out in that show. Sam Bobrick was a prolific playwright with over 40 titles to his credit. He also wrote for TV shows like The Andy Griffith Show, Get Smart, and Bewitched. And for those of us who grew up watching Saturday morning TV in the late 80s and 90s, you'll recognize his work as he created the show Saved by the Bell. He was also surprisingly a songwriter, and one of his songs, The Girl of My Best Friend, was recorded by Elvis. By the way, there may be a Elvis reference in this show. Well, it's a lot more than a reference. Trust me, you will not miss it when it happens. Bob Rick passed away just last October, at the age of 87. Our production runs approximately 1 hour and 15 minutes. The show is performed without an intermission. We have rated this show a 3 on our production rating scale. That means the show is for most audiences, or the equivalent of a PG-13 movie, due to some strong language. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Alright, well, it's at this point in the podcast where we would normally visit with a guest about a topic uh, related to the show, or we'd visit with the show's director, or maybe even chat a little bit with uh, one of the actors from the show. But for this show, I wanted to talk a little bit about why we're doing this bonus production and how we picked the show. So, who would have ever thought that we would go nearly six months between producing a live show here at Community Players? It's the longest time that has ever been in the 45-year history of the organization that was in between productions. It's all just kind of part of this crazy times that we're finding ourselves in right now. One bright side, if you can call it that, is that it has allowed us the opportunity to produce a show like this one. Now, when it became clear that this pandemic was going to last a lot longer than anyone would have thought, we began to think about and have conversations in terms of how can community players and theater continue to survive and stay relevant to people in our community. Now, hopefully you are aware of all of the uh, pandemic programming that we produced between March and June. If not, just keep listening to the next episodes of the podcast. That's what that's all about. Uh, so we're not going to go over that. But one thing that we had to keep coming back to was the fact that we are in the primary business of creating shows. So that started a process of figuring out what we were going to do when. We surveyed our community, we surveyed the general public, and we surveyed our actors to find out when they would feel comfortable returning to volunteering again. And unsurprisingly, our actors and volunteers were chomping at the bit to get back to work. And our audience, while not as enthusiastically chomping at the bit to come back into the theater, were also saying that they were that they would be ready by the time we would be able to get a show mounted. So we started to think about well, what would be the safest and most responsible way to bring a show back. We had 
considered a lot of different options, including staging a concert version of Mamma Mia, which was supposed to be our season closing show from last year. The problem that we ran into in that regard was the fact that Mamma Mia requires a huge cast. And we felt it wasn't appropriate at this time to start bringing large numbers of singers and musicians together. We did, however, think that we could bring smaller shows together, one or two person casts. That way there's fewer people to worry about being exposed. We can take a lot more precautions and we can have a lot more control over the environment in which our volunteers were participating. So that kind of created for me a couple of different search criteria as we started to look for a show and we were targeting and hoping to have a show to go up either the end of July or the first part of August. This was back in early June. Started to look for a show and the criteria for me was that the show had to be a small cast show. Ideally a one or two person show, no more than three actors in the cast. Because like I said, we just don't, we did not want to bring too many people together at this stage. The other criteria, which I think is also as important as the casting consideration, was the fact that the show really needed to be a comedy. I think all of us can agree right now that we need laughter, we need humor, and we need that comedy and those laughs to bring us together. So, small cast, comedy. No problem, said past Jamie to himself as he looked at a bookshelf full of plays. Well, we started reading shows, and eventually, uh, after about two, two and a half weeks and more than 20 plays read, we finally found this show. The process took a lot longer than I thought it would. I will be completely honest with you. I thought I could find a show over the weekend. Um, I was wrong. But when I read this show, it was like a light bulb moment because it hit all the buttons that we needed it to hit. It's a small cast, it's a comedy, and it could be produced very quickly and very economically. And it could be done very economically. This entire show was produced with things that were already in stock here in storage at the theater. The only real expenses that we have with this production were the royalties and permission to stream it. Another great thing about this show is the fact that it is written as a series of letters between the two characters. This meant that we could produce the show very quickly because the actors didn't have to be fully memorized with the show. Now, they're not just sitting there reading the show like monotonely. Uh, they, are, they are acting the heck out of this show. And they are doing such a great job. And it is so entertaining to watch them in rehearsal. But they still do have these notebooks that they're writing these letters to each other in. And the scripts are in those notebooks. But there's a lot of it that they are doing without even looking at it. And honestly, we did this show from first read through to opening night in just a little under three weeks. To put that into perspective, normally it takes us about four to six weeks to produce a play. So they did it in half the time. And I think it, this is a huge shout out to the actors that if they would have one more week of rehearsal, 
I would probably be giving them notes in rehearsals, telling them, you need to make it look like you're still reading and writing those letters. Then when we auditioned this show, we did something we've never done before. We auditioned two shows at the same time. We auditioned this show, Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine, and the next show we intend to produce, which is the play Silent Sky. We held audition for both of those shows on the same two days in early July. We did that because both shows really needed to start work ASAP, and there wouldn't be time to hold a separate round of auditions uh, for Silent Sky um, a few weeks after we would have cast an audition and cast Outrageous Adventures. And also, it was a smart thing to do in that we would only have to have one round of auditions and bringing people in and uh, having people venture out in public. So that was the smart way to do that. We were overwhelmed with the response from our acting community for these auditions. This was the largest uh, turnout for auditions that we have had for a non-musical in many years. So personally, as a director, I was thrilled to see so many people come out to these auditions. It also told us that people have a craving to get out and do things again. So uh, the the hard part became casting the shows because uh, we could have honestly cast both of these shows in about three or four different ways and it still would be amazing casts getting back to the rehearsal process for this show like i said before this cast has done an absolutely tremendous job with the show they had basically two weeks of rehearsal and then a week of dress rehearsal tech rehearsals and then they're ready to go I actually told them in notes, I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, we open tomorrow, and I told them, I was like, you guys are ready to go, you guys are ready to go a day or two ago, which is so great to be working with a cast that is that prepared and is having so much fun in rehearsals. But one thing that really struck me from the very first read-through was the fact that it was just great to be back in rehearsal again. And for us as community players, the organization, to be doing what we intend to do. And that's bringing parts of our community together to be creative, to collaborate, and to create live entertainment. And it, it had been six months since a rehearsal had, or five months since a rehearsal had happened, six months since a performance has happened in this venue. And the building just felt sad without that. We had things going on, of course, but to walk through the auditorium some days, we wouldn't even turn the lights on just to save money on the power bill. And you'd walk through the auditorium and you could just feel the sadness in the space. And it was great to finally get working again. And also for me personally, uh, I hadn't directed a show since last October. I had a couple of shows off where we had guest directors uh, scheduled to come in throughout the season, and our associate director, Tyler Rinney, was directing his regular season show. So there were three shows in a row that I wasn't directing, and then the pandemic hit right before I was supposed to start directing again. So it had been near, like nine months since I was personally directing, which was insane for me. And the longest amount of time that I had ever personally gone uh, without being involved in a show uh, since I was in high school, which was more than a couple of years ago. So one of the takeaways from this experience has been to really value being able to gather, even if in a somewhat limited capacity again, 
and to work with our talented team of actors and volunteers. And that makes all of the work, stress, little bit of sleeplessness in the last couple of weeks because we put this show up really fast. Um, this unplanned break has really allowed us to rediscover the joy of performance and working on creative projects and opportunities that we offer here at Community Players. Let's just hope it's not another six months before we can get back on stage again. It's time for the curtain call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of The Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine runs August 7th through the 9th and the 14th through the 16th of 2020. This show will also be available to stream online for one week only, beginning August 10th. Information about purchasing streaming access will be posted on our website, BeatriceCommunityPlayers.com. Be sure to mark your calendar for our next production, Silent Sky, which, pandemic willing, will officially start our 2020-21 season, September 11th through the 13th and the 18th through the 20th. I'm Jamie Omer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. 